Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here we go, Draft Knicks, here we go. Welcome to another edition of Draft Nation. My name is Joe 412, and I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. Before we drop the puck tonight, I want to thank our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all of your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free all the time. And for those of you who haven't listened to our show, Draft Nation uh, is a national e-magazine that hyper-focuses on all four major sports and their professional drafts. So therefore, we're covering aspects of player scouting, mock drafts, free agency, even salary cap provisions, and, of course, the needs of your favorite teams. And tonight we have a very uh, special guest. The NHL season started uh, last week. And with me I have Kerry Crude, president of Next Level Player Development, focusing on helping prospects get the most out of their game. He's a coach, a scout, a player development specialist for hockey all over the world. And, and parts of. And to be honest, he's part of the Michigan hockey royalty, Kerry, very special welcome to, to Draft Nation, and are you ready to go on the clock? Thanks, Joe. Absolutely. Thanks for that, uh, that kind welcoming. No, well, hey, man, you deserve First, before we get into it, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and what you're doing now. I uh, was with Columbus Blue Jackets for a while, did some stuff with the Wings, uh, four years of the National Development Program. Um, uh, Adrian College for a stint with my nephews, Adam Krug, who's a uh, uh, 800 win percentage in college hockey, which is which is crazy, uh, really good. And now, uh, now just you know, still working with NHL guys, uh, coaching the Pittsburgh Vengeance U14 team in Pittsburgh, in your area. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Yeah, just up the road in, in Cranberry at the Lemieux Sports Complex there. And and well, let's talk about that for a little bit because you have a really interesting background. I mean, the Millers, the Krugs, the Valucci's, these are names that are synonymous with U.S. hockey, and in particular the crown jewels of Michigan hockey. Uh, what's it been like to be part of such a, a Michigan and also a U.S. hockey legacy? Yeah, well, you know, first you have to talk about the Millers. And you have Drew Kip, you know, who's a Hobie Baker winner, um, you know, his brothers. Uh, and you look at – you look at uh, – you can go on and on with the Millers and all Michigan State guys. Where, you know, Tori, my nephew, actually played college hockey at. And, and you look go, at – Go uh, blue, by the way. Go blue. Go blue. Wrong team. <laughs> Go green, go white. Yep. Uh, then you look at uh, my brother Kyle. <laughs> my brother Kyle was probably, arguably, the winningest coach in Michigan uh, AAA hockey. Uh, of course, you have Tori uh, with St. Louis now. 
uh, Adam, who's at Adrian College, uh, his brother Matt. Uh, well, basically, we're, we're all we're not very tall in our family. He's like he's like six foot, so he got he got the hugeness. I think he had a different dad. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> the but, uh, mailman, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then you know, then you have you know Baluch, um, who's the assistant coach now in in Pittsburgh, and his brothers played. So it's uh, uh, it's funny you said that because uh, Darren McCarty was talking on his podcast and said the same said you know said the same thing. So oh, there's a there's a uh... There's a wing for you through and through. I mean, that guy's just a, a legend for, for Michigan hockey, too. But, uh, look, you know, we have you on the show here, and we're kind of a unique podcast, right? We're, we're a unique radio show. We, we, we talk about scouting. Uh, we don't talk about last night's games. We do every now and then when they're relevant to, to players. Uh, but, you know, I, I really want to have your insights on three of the game's young studs. And, and first, let's talk about last year's first overall pick, Chicago Blackhawks' Connor Bedard, he faced off against Pittsburgh and, and got his first victory, his first assist against the Penguins uh, uh, on the 10th. And, you know, I had a pleasure of seeing him at the Combine this past spring. But tell us and, and our listeners, through the eyes of a scout and from a player development specialist, what makes a guy like Connor Bedard so special? You, you know, I mean, what what's not to say about him? I mean, you know, that – you know, being 5'10", right-handed shot, centerman, um, you know, played in the WHL last year for the Regina Pats, 143 points. I think he had in 57 games, 71 goals. Um, the thing that makes uh, – makes he's just so deceptive with his skating. He can change gears at any point in time. His edge work is, you know, through the roof. Um, shot is amazing. He's got a release that's just a wicked release. You know, kind of like kind of like Austin Matthews, right? Um but the way he changes the shot angles all the time and keeps goalies guessing, uh, you can go on to his puck skills, his puck protection skills, his hockey IQs off the chart. I mean, he just he, he sees things, and you know, one of the things that you know, you know, I try to instill in my players is always know where you want to go, think one two steps ahead, and and know where to put pucks. And also with him, he competes every shift, shift in, shift out. Um, and what I really saw you know watching some of his stuff is he, he can he he competes again in in every shift but he has an edge to his game and i think he's going to be fun to watch for years he's just a special player special player you know it's, it's funny you, you you mentioned austin matthews shot i mean i i can and maybe these comparisons are wrong but in my head this is sort of my era and i might be dating myself here but when i see him skate he reminds me of paul Correa, and when i see him shoot he reminds me of pat lafontaine uh, and and maybe you're taking both of those the best for I me. Mean, Lafontaine might have had the best hands I've seen, say for like Lemieux and, and Gretzky, like the ultimate uh, you know generational talents. But Lafontaine's hands were so quick, and and Bedard's remind me of that. So you know you're, I I'm glad to get your you know your scout player development eyes on that. You know, in this year's draft class with Bedard and Leo Carlson and Fantilli, go blue again, uh, and Matei Mishkov, and any other year, you could say that uh, all of these guys, or perhaps all of them should have gone number one overall, but because of Bedard, you know, Fantilli is gift wrapped for the Columbus Blue Jackets, a team that I know that's near and dear to your heart. Uh, and as a former Michigan guy, it hurts me to see him and both Gavin Brindley go south to play in that evil place of Columbus. But, you know, tell, tell us what your thoughts are on Fantilli and, and – uh, before you do, hail to the victors and go blue one more time. Well, you know, yeah, of course, University of Michigan guy. Uh, got to see him play, you know, a few times last year. Um, he's a big boy. You know, he's six two, one ninety five center. And I actually think Columbus has him playing the wing right now. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm not correct. 
Of course, second overall pick. You just you just talked about that. Um, you, you know, again, and and then he won the Hobie Baker. You know, Korea. You, you brought him up, and then uh, guy special me, Jack Ankle. Yeah, the only freshman to ever win. You know, uh, you know that award. Um, but uh, you know, again, it's 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 kind of you're, you're, you know it's kind of like the same class. You know, it's you look at his speed. He's he's so he's so fast. Um, strong in his skates, great edge work, very deceptive with his linear crossovers. He keeps guys guessing and he, he can switch on you, you know, in, in a dime. Um, his hockey IQ, again, hockey IQ, that's, that's the biggest thing. Think of one, two steps out of the game. Where are you going with pucks? Getting, getting in those open areas, receive pucks, uh, learning how to change points of attack, you know, below the goal line, um, you know, and then again up top. But, uh, and again, he, you know, really, really, really good shot drives the net extremely hard uh, you know and i'm always going to talk about compete right he can you're at that level you got to compete shipped in and shipped out and and again he also plays with an edge he can he can be he can be a little nasty but he's again he like you said he could have went first overall um he's he's a pretty you watch him and and your eyes just like bedard um or, or your your top players in the league your, your eyes just go to them you know it's it's kind of easy to find the studs. It's, it's, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're scouting or when you're watching, it's, you find those in between players. That's, that's the, the cool thing. And what I like about him is, is, is he can play in every situation. He's, he's really, he's another guy who's going to be fun to watch over the years and, and, and go Columbus, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part true. You, you at least inherited uh, him in the right place for, for a guy <laughs> like that, that has the blue, blue jacket blood. How about, you know, I know this isn't, um, I'm just kind of skipping around here, but not in this draft class, but someone I know you had a chance to watch scout and see up close and personal, Matty Beneers. Uh, again, a, another Wolverine, but what are your expectations for him as a rising prospect uh, now that he's he's had a, 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 you know, a cup of coffee in the league? You really like these uh, these Wolverines, eh? <laughs> they're pretty good. No, mm, pretty good. I wonder why. <laughs> um, you know, there's, he's, you know, he's a big kid too, 6'2". Um, he probably is going to be putting on some weight here soon, but 180 pounds, of course, out of Michigan. Um, you know, last season, I think he won, he won the Calder Trophy, right? So with the, the Kraken. And what he honestly is a guy that played out of Pittsburgh. He reminds me a lot of is Ronnie Francis. Um, and, of course, Ronnie was, you know, the, the first ever draft choice for Seattle. Drafted Matty, right? So, you know, you look and, and at comparison. Well, and saying he, he's, he's, he plays like Francis, and those are big, huge shoes to fill. I mean, Ronnie Francis is, you know, Ronnie Francis, but uh, yeah, they're all fame shoes. <laughs> you just stuck him right exactly. in, <laughs> you know. And but you know his, um, he he does he does it, you know he does it he does it all too. He he he, he plays in in every zone. Um, he works hard. He's he competes, and he, again, you're gonna hear me say that these these are top guys that are, you know, coming in the league. Uh, just responsible. Um, He's a PP guy. He can kill penalties. Um, you know, just the the only doubt, not really even a downside, because players, you know, the way they're shooting now. I mean, it, the one thing his, his shot's gotten better. He's working with a guy here, here in uh, Detroit. Uh, used to be uh, my my co-head coach over at Honey Bank, but uh, um, he's he's another guy that's going to be special. Uh, just just you know, all three of the guys that you just mentioned, the way they see the game. Um, the way they think the game, thinking one, two steps ahead. You know, that's – when you get to the top league, pretty much you all can skate, handle a puck, pass, shoot, 
Um, but it just comes down to really comes down to hockey IQ. What are you doing? What are you trying to do? What, you know, what team are we playing? You know, what kind of attack do we have? And, you know, they get ready for those games, you know, you know, the, the day up they're, they're watching film, they're, they're watching what's going on. So, you know, and then they take what they, that they take what they're seeing and they, they put themselves in those situations and, and, and it's, it's pretty amazing to watch. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch these guys play for a long time. Absolutely. Yes. Let me, let me switch gears a bit because, you know, you mentioned uh, Tori at, at the top uh, and his story. And our listeners love – I get more comments on the behind-the-scenes talk about individual player draft stories than we do about other things. And, you know, I hear from them all the time, and, and Tori has a special draft story. Now, I – I, I know he wasn't as touted nor as celebrated as Bedard, Fantilli, and others, but you know he's found he found his way into the league uh, in a very different way. Do you mind giving us a little bit of a history of Tory in particular and how uh, he raised his uh, his game to the next level to, to to find his way into the NHL? Yeah, you know it's um, gosh, going back years now. Uh, you know he was he was short. He was five six, little little, little pudgy fucker. Sorry. <laughs> um, he. Uh, Nobody wanted. You know, nobody wanted. There's a guy named uh, I forget his first name. Pete uh, drafted him last round of the OHL draft. It was the only team that wanted him. So Tory, you know, was like, I'm not going to play there. So he's going to go play high school hockey. And um, so summer came along, and, and Jeff Washell, who's coach of Detroit, and, and unbelievable guy, saw him uh, in a in a summer camp and, and talked to Tory and his dad Kyle and said, hey, I'm coaching the Indiana and the USHL next year. I'd love for you to come run my power play because I saw you play a little bit last year. And uh, so Tori goes, oh, absolutely. He goes, well, first of all, I have to convince my owner that I'm going to bring in a five-foot-six guy to run my power play. So that, you know, so that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they, they got together. Tori was an all-rookie team. Um, uh, they won the Clark Cup together. And then Tori won to Michigan State, had a, a great, you know, great career. Never got drafted. Uh, Blasio had a great career, you know, at Western, then then went into Detroit's organization. Um, and Tory basically was playing at Michigan State, fired his agent, and then got a new agent, uh, which I believe you know of, Mark Tooth. Um, and then 23 teams wanted yep. to sign him. Came down to Boston, Chicago. Uh, you know, you had Scotty Bowman and Stan Bowman calling, you know, Tory and my my brother saying, hey. You know, we, we'd love to have him come run our power play. And they're like, well, you got Duncan Keith. He said, yeah, but, you know, he's getting older. He needs some new blood. You know, and they're like, oh, okay. So I went to Boston. Um, came in as a little little over little over body percentage, what they like in Boston. They're like a 10% or below coming into camp. So I sent him down to the minors. And, and true story, uh, playoffs were going on. Him and I are on the, uh, I'm on the phone, on the computer. We're booking a trip to Vegas. 4-1. Uh, Boston Toronto game seven and uh, so we're talking where do we want to go it's 4-2 then it's 4-3 and he goes hey Seidenberg just got hurt where Seidenberg is the defenseman for the Bruins and <laughs> all of a sudden Bergeron scores to tie it up he said hold on a second he goes if if you know if I get if, if we come and win it I'm next man up sure enough Bergeron scores <laughs> overtime. He goes up he goes up and scores four goals in five games uh, sets an NHL record, and you know, it, it's for people that have kids or, or even kids that may, might be listening. And you know, being drafted sometimes not a blood. It's it's great, right? But sometimes if you get drafted by the wrong team, you could you could be stuck there, you know, forever. You know, and I think Tory's story is uh, it's an amazing story because 
you know, if that, if that Seidenberg didn't get hurt and they didn't move on to playoffs and he didn't go up and do what he did, he might be a lawyer right now, you know? So it's, everything's, everything's luck and by the grace of God. Right. So, but yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a funny, that's a, that's a, that's a good story. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. And, and we've, we've had guys on here that have missed the draft, weren't invited to the combine and all of their stories. I think, those are the ones that our listeners gravitate to the most. I mean, those are the ones that are like the underdog of Rudy from Notre Dame kind of stories. And you hear these things and you're right about what happened to Tory in the sense that, you know, because he wasn't drafted and he got a chance to almost you know, find the right system for him, it, it worked out well. And look where he is now. I mean, the guy's, you know, kicking butt and taking names. So that's, that's great. But, you know, I, I, look, I know you've had a chance to work with many NHL coaches over the years and some, dare I say, future Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, tell us in particular to to you, well, in this case, let's start out with Tortorella and then go to Mike Babcock because I know, you know, Torts, you know, with Columbus, he's 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 a bad name in my city. Like, he's, he might be the one coach that everybody in Pittsburgh hates the most, loves to hate, put it that way, you know, respect the guy, love to hate him. And then, of course, you know, Mike Babcock and things like that. Do you mind telling us a couple of stories about your time working with those guys? Yeah, I'll, I'll be quick on the on the, the torts. Um, first of all, I just love the way he handles the media. I, I think he's great. I just – I love it. I get, I, get, I get laughter out of it. It's, it's fun to watch him. Um, I remember walking uh, – so Manny Legacy brought me into Columbus. So I was player development and assistant coach with uh, Cleveland in the American League. And, uh, and I go to Manny and say, hey, go introduce me to torts. He goes – he goes, you work here now. Go introduce yourself. You know, I said, okay, all right. So I knock on the, <laughs> I knock on the door and, and uh, I say, hey, John, Kerry Krug. He goes, yeah, I heard you were coming here. He goes, uh, he goes, is it your nephew or your son? I said, my nephew. And he goes, Tori, right? I said, yeah. And he goes, he really fucked me in the playoffs that year. <laughs> and I just started laughing. Everybody just started laughing, right? And, and then, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the gentle side of him, I saw their horses behind and, and I, you know, have – Used to have twelve horses indoor riding arena, ten half acres. You know, my daughter's over there now, um, and we started talking about horses and what an animal lover is. So you saw the kindness, you know, out of them. But you know, one of the things that changed my 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 development path for for training players is everybody has the stick handling and the skating and the and the um, you know puck control and shooting, right? But I asked, so I asked Torch today, do you do you think you can do you think you can teach hockey IQ before? I, as soon as I got it on my mouth, he goes, fuck yes. He goes, absolutely. He goes, that's a problem with today's players, some of the players today. So if you look at the American League and the NHL, they're all pretty much the same for the elite, elite guys, right? But it's the smarts, it's the intelligence. And that's one of the biggest things I think players and, and parents really need to focus on is where to go with pucks, where are you trying to go, find those soft areas. Uh, when you run out of space, where do you move pucks? How are you exiting out of the zone? What kind of forecheck is it? Who are you looking for? You know, and I think, like, again, going back to one, one or two steps, um, thinking ahead, you know, Torch really kind of changed my, my uh, mentality on, on how to work with, whether they're NHL players, American League players, or, you know, youth AAA players. You know, that's a great point about hockey IQ. Uh, it, it sometimes gets, I'm not going to say passed over, but you're right. I mean, the, unless your name is Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli, you're, all the guys at that level are pretty much the same you know, or close to the same skill-wise. It's the guys that separate themselves because they know how to play the game and they know where they need to be. And, you know, you know Wayne Gretzky always said, you have to skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it is. And, yep. you know, all, all that stuff. I mean, have you, as a, 
as a player development guy, I mean, is there a way, like how, like, if you don't mind getting into the weeds for a few minutes, like how do you, how do you teach that to somebody save for experience on the ice where they're, they're you know, is, is that what it is? It's just reps or, you know, are you going in there and saying, look, this is what you need to look for in the classroom and then you take it out onto the ice or, you know, is there a mental aspect of the game that you can teach in through discipline and, and, you know, sort of mental reps before you hit the ice? It, it's, it's everything you said. It's, it's, it's reps. It's, it's understanding the game. Um, you know, you got you, the, the biggest. The biggest thing is just understanding where you're at on the ice and, and routes, because you know it looks like they're not doing routes, but there's actually routes involved. They, you know, that's what you have to work on. And 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 showing that, like what F1 does, F2, you know, staying below the goal line, the F3 up top, and, and you know, trying to find those soft areas. And you, you you see it through video as well. You show players like, here, watch this guy, watch that guy. You know, so they start to put things in the, it's, you know, you hear this word in hockey, it, it's a process and it is a process. It doesn't, it doesn't come quick, but as long as you can show them the routes, like, you know, where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do it when you're attacking the net, you know, coming out of your zone, you know, where are the exits going to be at? Like I mentioned earlier, is it a two, one, two, four check is a one, two, two, four check, you know, who's, who's going to be the open guy, you know, and, and it's, 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 it's studying it's for the, the kids out there. It's studying the game. Don't just watch the YouTube videos. Don't watch the highlights. Those are those are fantastic, but they're far and few in between. It's the it's the little things in the game. It's the compete level. It's where to go. It's what to do. When you before you get the puck, you got to say, if I get it, what can I do with it? And it, but it's got to happen so quick because it's such a fast game. It's even getting faster, which is crazy. But you have to understand you who's open. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. I didn't interrupt you. Finish your talk. We just have to know who's open. What, where are you trying to go with pucks? Am I moving it to my D partner? Am I moving it to guy, what I like to call the Kucherov spot or catching the edge? Do I have that available? Do I have a net front guy? Can I, get, can I change a shot angle up top and get the puck through and zip it through? Um, if it's not there, can I throw it off the wall like Nick Lister used to do? That was a master at it. You know, and he'd throw it off the back wall and sure enough, pop out in front and guys are bang at home. So it's, it's just understanding, like you, like you said, the reps and watching and studying the game and I tell all my players to say, hey, when you go to the game, it's fun to be down by the glass, but go up top and watch just the ebb and flow of the game and where players go and what they're doing. And if you watch your favorite player, your top three, you know, whether it's try to watch one favorite player, center, winger, um, and, and a defenseman, basically, you know, three. So what are they doing? What makes them so special? Where are they going? What are they doing when they – when they, when they get the puck, you know, or, so those are things that, you know, it, it's just, like I said, it's a process and it's just developing those, those, those habits over time. Um, because the more and more you do it, the more it just becomes a habit, right? Um, talking to, we got, got lucky one time to talk to Wayne Gretzky. Um, he says, practice makes, and I said, perfect. He goes, no, practice makes permanent. How you practice is how you're going to play, which pretty, pretty smart, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a nice nugget of wisdom from from the great one. I, you know, it's funny you mentioned two things in your comments that I, you know, first of all, as a as a, you know, look, I, I didn't play at your level, but I played hockey enough to to know that when, when I go to games, I like to sit up higher because you can see the plays develop, right? And you know what's going to happen before most of the people in the arena know what's going to happen uh, because you you've seen it so many times, and, and I think repetition, like you mentioned, I think is an, important. But there was one other thing that you mentioned on the fly that I want to get back to because it's from 
it's a way the game has changed. You mentioned F1, F2, F3. You know, there was a time when hockey was played where the center played in the center of the ice and wings were locking down the wings. Now oh, yeah. the first guy to get, to get to the zone, it doesn't matter what position you are, you're F1. You know, your job is you have a different job every time you hit the offensive zone uh, and things like that. Have you seen – have those changes to the way the game is played now, have you seen that kind of a – is that much of a sea change from when uh, I dare say you and I played, but like <laughs> or when you played? Well, we'll say we'll say when Kerry Crew played. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it, yeah, it, it was totally different, right? We we weren't. I mean, the coaching now is, and I had good coach. My brother was was one of my coaches. I mean, he you know he he helped me get to where where uh, where I went. Of course, all his boys and 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 so many other players. Um, but it's uh, you know it's just it, it's 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 understanding. Like you said, like watch up top the 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 ebb and flow of the game, um, where to go, what to do. But you know the F one, you know what, what I'm teaching my team now is you have to understand everybody's responsibilities. I don't care if you're a winger, you better understand what the center's supposed to do, and you better understand what the D are supposed to do because you have to know that. Because coming back in his own, if you're if you're F one, you're coming. You know I like to have my F one help my D one, and then second guy in his own, he's taking the middle away. Third guy in the zone, whether he's left wing or right wing, whether your side's on, I want him to come in through the middle and then get over to the other side it's on, whatever quadrant you're in. And they have to understand that even though left wing or right wing may have switched, now the play changes, you know, point of attack below the goal line. Now you're going switching sides, but, you're, but now you're just basically taking each other's position. So the guy in the middle will go over towards the boards in the, what's called the left quadrant. And then the guy that was on the right quadrant on the boards, he's coming over to the middle, helping the D out in front of the net. Even though F, well, even though right wing and left wing, their guys are up top, but they still have responsibilities down low. Like the guy on the wall, he's got to help that guy coming up the wall not be able to get to the middle. You know, because if he makes a pass to the D, that guy just takes a route, you know, outside back in to look and block the shot. And the guy in the middle, he needs to help the D out front, even though his guy's up top. And, so it's changed quite a bit since I played, you know, it's, so it's, you know, that's what the, the best thing for, for young players is, is, is just when the coach is talking, listen and, and understand because you never know when you're going to be put in that situation. Yeah. There was a scene in the movie miracle where uh, Kurt Russell um, is drawing on the, uh, the, 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 uh, the glass uh, and plays and talking fast and you know, the players are standing behind him shaking his head like what is this guy talking about and then by the time the you know as time goes on they all get it and you know and that's exactly what you just explained i mean you were the kurt russell of that moment on the show uh kind of telling everybody where they needed to be you explained you know how to play i mean that's that's the roadmap right so look we're, yeah. we're almost at the end of our time here, only have a couple more minutes. And I, and I glanced over this, you know, when we were talking about Tortorella, uh, but I also know you had a chance to work alongside longtime NHL coach, Mike Babcock and Babcock's a favorite of mine because of his time in Detroit and you know, the Red Wings and the championships there. But to, yeah. from a guy like that or a guy like Tortorella, what, what were you able to glean from them? What did you learn from those guys working alongside them? Well, there's just, I mean, everything I've just said, you know, um, you know, uh, well, funny story. The first time I met Babcock, real quick, um, I was uh, so Zetterberg, uh, Henrik Zetterberg, uh, Cronwall, um, and uh, Cleary brought me in to start running their practices and do some development with the guys. And I was, you know, 
was probably I was going through some surgery, so I was probably 240 pounds. I'm 100 back to my playing weight, my fighting weight, 170. Um, and so he's watching what I'm doing. And I come over and say, hey, Mike, nice to meet you. He goes, he looks at me up and down. He goes, they let you out there with these guys? And I said, well, if I could fucking do what I do, he'd probably win another Stanley Cup. <laughs> and he starts, he starts laughing. And he goes, he goes, hey, come see me in the office when you're done. So I said, okay. But, uh, you know, just – just the way, you know, just you know, the, the brief moments, that, that how, they, how they prepare, you know, and, and whether it's a player or a coach, you, you still have to prepare. You have to understand, you know, get, get into the, you know, the rooms with your other coaches, talk about this player, that player, what do they do, what kind of four checks you see, and getting with the scouting staff, you know, your, your pro scouts. And just it, really what it comes down to is, is how they prepare and how they, they get their players motivated. You know, whether you like – and you're probably talking about, you know, like you said, two names that people don't really care about, but they are they are amazing coaches, and uh, it comes down to how they prepare, and that's that's really, you know, what I try to take into, you know, my, you know, where I want to be right now, my my youth level, because I think we talked uh, before. Um, do I want to go back to the NHL? I don't know. You know, it's it's if I could stay, I, I'm a family guy. If I could stay home here with my my daughter, my girlfriend, um, that would be cool. You know, but uh, to to go out, I, I think I'd rather stay here. But you never know. If they call, maybe we'll go. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to turn that that call down, man. Well, hey, Carrie, before we let you get off the clock, uh, tell everyone how they can find you, especially if they're interested in, in, in what you're doing now. I, I always want to make sure that my guests have a chance to tell people how to get a hold of them. Yeah, really, it really am word of mouth. Um, but uh, if you go to the Next Level Player Development site, uh, my contact information's on there, so it's www.nextlevelplayerdevelopment. Uh, so, and what, Carrie? Again, big thanks to to you for coming on tonight, and again to our sponsor, iHeartRadio, uh, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, podcasts, all for free. Uh, Carrie, thanks again for coming on. Love to have you back, uh, and I also. You know, next time I want to get your opinion on you know uh, on a few. Other, we'll have we'll have a little bit more fun on on you know what's going on in the NHL season, maybe twenty games in or whatever. We'll see. We'll, we'll bring it back on the show. But uh, thanks again for being on, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Joe. Great being on. Sure. And remember, uh, all my listeners out there, while Draft Nation may be off the air, we are always on the clock for you. Thanks again, Kevin. <laughs>